Good morning, and welcome to another episode of Exit Strategies Radio Show. I am your host, Corwin J. Millett, broker and owner of Exit Realty Low Country Group in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. If this is your first time listening to this show, you, sir or ma'am, are in for a treat because our mission here is very simple. That is to empower our community through financial literacy and real estate education. We're legacy building. That is what we do. So if you're out there making things happen with your family, for the generations yet to come, you know, our word teaches us to leave a legacy, to leave an inheritance for our children, our children, children, and so forth and so on. We want you to put a hashtag on that thing that says that you are legacy building because that is what you are doing. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Anchor FM. You can also find us on Instagram at our website, ExitStrategiesRadioShow.com. You can catch us in a number of different places on your favorite podcast applications. We appreciate you listening. Please share this content with your friends, your family, your coworkers, even those in your groups, your church groups, etc. Guys, because sometimes the message and the word that we are speaking here today is for you. Sometimes it is for someone else that you know. Again, we appreciate you listening. Let's get started. Good morning, good morning, and good morning. How are you all? Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of, yep, y'all know it, Exit Strategies Radio Show. Guys, as y'all heard in the intro, you know who I am. That is me. I'm Corwin J. Millett, broken on of Exit Realty Low Country Group in beautiful North Charleston. Hey, look, we're going to have a ball today, all right, because we have one of our, if you will, past guests that has come through again for us to have a conversation and dialogue about what's going on, not only just in the market in general, but specifically what's going on in this current market and things that you guys may need to need to know. So look, I need my drum roll. So matter of fact, guys, we got to get the special effects in because I need my drum roll, my signal a symbol and all this other stuff, guys, <laughs> to really make a bunch of noise. I want y'all to clap at home. I want you to stomp your feet. I want y'all to get down with feet. You know what I mean? You know how y'all did when y'all was in high school with all them cheering and all that stuff. I want y'all to do all of that because we have none other than LaShawn Super Money. Yeah, that's her name. <laughs> Super Money. Abraham with us today. LaShawn, how you doing? I am well. I'm so glad to be here. I'm doing very well. Awesome. Awesome. Now, Lashawn, first and foremost, for our guests, the last time that we had Super Money on, guys, Super Money has, matter of fact, hold on, we got to change it because see, you don't move. You don't change. So, we got to know where you're at. So, we got to yes. call you exponential money. You know Ooh, I, mean? I like that. Yeah. Yeah. We can't, you can't be super. That's average now. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. You got to be beyond that. But if you would tell our listeners who you're with and what you do. Yes, so LaShawn Abraham, mortgage loan officer. I am now with Gill Mortgage. My office is located still in Somerville. I'm just in downtown Somerville, right off of South Main in Hutchinson Square, still serving all of South Carolina and the Tri-County. I'm definitely glad to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So LaShawn, for our listeners, guys, we got money on phone. All right. You look good. And I done told y'all, and I got to remind y'all, y'all got to know how to talk to y'all money because some of y'all be angry. And man, when y'all talking y'all money, because y'all think y'all money ain't right. 
You know what I mean? You know, some people talk to their money. It's all jacked mm-hmm. up. But when you got exponential money on the phone, you need to talk soft and sweet. So we can't be hard <laughs> and harsh today. We got to be extra sweet to LaShawn because LaShawn is going to tell us some good stuff. So LaShawn, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of buzz going on. So I'm going to start with kind of that big thing, that big buzz that's been going on recently. There's been mm-hmm. a lot of talk about new loan limits and all those things. So if you don't mind, let's, let's kind of delve into that. Tell us what does that look like for the consumer as far as um, loan limit changes? Yeah, so loan limit changes is great because one, you know, with the market changing and property values skyrocketing, now we have loan programs to match it. In the past, what that meant was the conforming loan limit was under a certain threshold so one can get loans for a certain threshold. So now that they have increased it to over $600,000, that allows you to get what we call conforming regular conventional type of financing, still keeping the down payment low and not requiring these huge down payments out of pocket. Awesome. So awesome. essentially, you can buy a $625,000 house and put down only three, three and a half percent, you know, lower, lower amounts versus 10, 20, 25 percent. Awesome. So what I'm hearing is you're able to increase your spending power, but not have to increase your or necessarily overly increase your quote unquote skin in the game down payment. Yep. So that's huge. Yes. So loan limits have went to what from what? So they were before around like 500000 on a conventional loan, but now they're like at 625000 which is which is huge. So one of the things I do want to clarify is a lot of people, as soon as that announcement went out, people assume that the FHFA was the same thing as FHA, which isn't. Because <laughs> okay. I have people say, hey, FHA increased their loans. I'm like, mm-mm, that wasn't FHA. So that's just for conforming loans. Conforming are your conventional loans. So that's any loans that's kind of service due, Fannie or Freddie. FHA has not increased it yet, but typically they follow shortly after conventional does. So that should be coming out sometime in the beginning of next year as well. Some increased limits with FHA as well. All right. So in FHA limits currently are, are what? I, it varies uh, by the county, but for mm-hmm. Charleston area, it's probably around like no more than about 450 or so, okay. 450 or below is usually around the max you can get on an FHA loan. Mm-hmm. And that's still higher. I mean, because, you know, FHA loan limits, and, and this is, for our listeners, you know, guys, this is a byproduct of the type of market we're in. You know, prices are increasing. The increase it may be a, a misnomer. It's, it's escalating. It's mm-hmm. like watching people on the escalator. It's like up, 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 up. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. But, but with that happening, in turn, people are negatively Im- impacted in that situation, you bump up against one of these loan limits. Now your down payment or commitment, if you will, financial commitment in the transaction, not the promise to pay, but the commitment out of pocket up front, the upfront costs increase dramatically when you bump against or go above one of these loan limits. So to be able to increase the loan limit and but also keep in moderation the down payment requirement, you know, the upfront costs, keeping those within reason, allows more people to achieve home ownership than what would have happened otherwise. Am I right or am I incorrect? Absolutely. No, you're absolutely correct. You're absolutely correct. Being able to still be able to buy, quote unquote, you know, the, what's affordable in that in our market today and still not have to be required to put down these huge down payments is definitely, definitely um, been a little bit of a game changer as well. And see, that that's one of the things that we sometimes miss. We don't understand. And by we, I'm talking to our, our consumers that are listening, 
because but agents miss this as well. Agents don't understand. Um, as you kind of stated a little early, I would imagine that you probably have seen some people, agents that have contacted you about FH or FAHA, you know, those limits when it's, mm-hmm. it's FHA. I mean, Fannie Mae, mm-hmm. you know, Freddie Mac limits are different. The conforming conventional side is different than FHA. Incredible to me how many people that are, quote unquote, in the industry don't really understand that and sometimes mm-hmm. miss either misinform people because of it. So along that same vein, you're seeing, matter of fact, this is something that, that's interesting to me. What are some of the reasons why people may not qualify? You know, I, I read, a, it's been some years ago, and I've seen something ridiculous, like the average credit score of people that were turned down for financing. And I, I did a show on this, maybe it's been about two, maybe three years ago, that the average credit score of people that were turned down on on conventional finance and on financing was like 719. It was interesting to me, and granted, doesn't say what the reasons were or are for turndowns, but nonetheless, that credit score, most people, consumers that you know we talk to kind of think, okay, well, look, my credit score is this. I'm not going to have a problem getting finance. I'm 700 plus. But do you see a lot of that? Yeah, absolutely. More so, I've been I've seen, really, if your credit score is under a, I would say right about a 700 or less trying to go conventional, it's kind of like hit or miss. You have to have at least a debt to income ratio under 40%. You have Mm -hmm. to have at least somewhere between two to six months of reserves in the bank. If you don't have a combination of those things, then even if you have a 700 credit score, it's very, very difficult or likely that you'll truly get it approved. And that's sad because a lot of people think credit score, credit score, credit score, and credit score is important, don't get me wrong, but it's also the debt to income ratio and the reserves as well when we're talking about conventional. So, you know, that kind of goes to this. I've likened this, this entire process, the financial processes. You guys paint a picture. So you as a loan officer, mortgage originator, you are the artist and the brush is the person and their financial situation is the paint. And mm-hmm. if they give you garbage paint, then you're going to have a, a hard time painting a good yeah. picture for the underwriter for them to make a decision that's favorable. Am I right or am I incorrect? That's absolutely right. You hit the nail on the head there. <laughs> <laughs> so as consumers, we all need to understand that this entire process is, one, the picture is going to be unique and original. Because the brush is original, the paint is original, or unique. Let me say it that way. It, you know, not that the first and there's more of it. It's unique. This is it. Whatever we have in front of us is all that we can work with. That's the individual as well as the financial paint, the out, you know, what mm-hmm. all that looks like. So whatever image that you can put together out of this is going to be what the underwriter has to consider. And if that yep. picture is not attractive, if, you know, it doesn't warrant, then we ain't getting a check for it. Am I right? You're absolutely correct. <laughs> I like that. I like yeah. how you, the analogies that you use. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. You have to have all of those different pieces to really fit together. In that so the real thing, and they, they, they say black is not a color, but the <laughs> real thing is that we want to see a lot of black. We want to see a lot of, that's what we want to see, or we need to see a lot of green, whichever one you want. If you, ain't, if you don't yeah, want to put yeah. on there, that we need to see a lot of green or we need to see a lot of black, meaning that you're in a positive place. You made Black Friday going back to that whole thing that, you know, that's when companies got their financials 
quote unquote into the black and out of the red as far as their the numbers being positive versus being under you know expenses being higher than what the revenues were. So mm-hmm. we want to see more of that, and and that's one of the things that I know that's probably more and most challenging. So what else along that vein is important that you think you can that you can add to that for our listeners? I would just say, just make sure that when you want to buy a house, like some people may, you know, especially when we get to this time of the year, you're going into the new year. A lot of people's New Year's resolution is they want to be a homeowner, which I think is a phenomenal resolution to have. But in token, if you want to be a homeowner and you decide you make that decision today, you have to also make sure that the things that you did previously is also in line with what you're going to be doing presently. Because when you're qualifying to buy a house, we do look at what you're doing in the present, but we also looked at what you did in the past. So the planning and preparation to buy a house kind of starts a few years back because we look at your past in addition to the present. That is huge. So look here, we have come up where we need to be on for today in, in our first break here. But when we come back, you know, our listeners, we want you to make sure that you are close by with a pen because we want to drop a few items of note, things that you probably should not be doing if you mm-hmm. plan on making homeownership a reality for you, for your family, so forth and so on. So guys, if you would, as always, say flip the flapjack, hold tight, and we'll be right back. Congratulations to Exit Realty Low Country Groups, Realtor of the Week, none other than Robin Collins. You can reach Robin at 843-557-5003 or text Red Robin Home. That is R-E-D-R-O-B-Y-N-H-O-M-E-S to 85377. Again, that is Red Robin Home, R-E-D-R-O-B-Y-N-H-O-M-E-S to 85377. Y'all give Robin a holler now. And guys, we are back. Second segment, Exit Strategies Radio Show. Yep, that's me, Corwin J. Millett, broker and owner of Exit Realty Low Country Group in beautiful North Charleston, South Carolina. Yep, yep. I ain't going to sing it today, look here, because I got exponential money here on the line with us this morning. For those of you who are watching us on YouTube, y'all wave and say hi to LaShawn this morning, who was with us to say, okay, hey, look, we're going to tell you how to get this money exponentially. That's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. See, they say tw- they say 2020 was about clear vision, but all we saw was a bunch of junk. 21 was supposed to be us coming out. And guys, look here, we still questionable about where we're going. But 22, we got to put some direction on this thing, some direction, some elevation, and move on forward expediently. But we got to do that exponentially. So look here, we got exponential money on the phone this morning with us. LaShawn, thank you so much for joining us. If you don't mind, tell our listeners where they can get in contact with you at. Yeah, thanks, Corbin, for having me again. Again, LaShawn Abraham, phone number is 843-303-8652. That number never changes. I am now with Guild Mortgage, um, located in the beautiful downtown Somerville on Little Main, South Main, in Hutchinson Square. Awesome, awesome. And LaShawn, you do loans everywhere, right? I do. All of of the state of South Carolina. And look here, so look here, y'all need some money. Y'all need to give LaShawn a call now. Look here, and and I mean that now. So before the break, you touched on something, and I heard this, I want to say recently, the last couple of mornings, maybe on the morning show, and it kind of resonated when I was listening to the speaker talk. And, you know, we always talk about these resolutions. We make these resolutions Mm -hmm. every year. 
But what happens is there is no plan of action that goes along with it. A resolution mm-hmm. is just a, to be blunt about it. It's a wish hope. Supposedly, mm-hmm. you know, the way we approach mm-hmm. it is, okay, well, hey, we resolve this and this is what we decided we're going to do. But we decide upon a thing, but we don't act upon a thing. We don't put any action with it. It is not a plan. I'm going to challenge all of our listeners to make sure that you have a plan that goes with that decision. Wanting to lose weight and look here, I'm going to talk about weight, but I ain't trying. I ain't look here. I don't mean no harm. I mean, I'm going to exercise when I push back, when I pull up, what have you, when I lift, turn or what have you. But, <laughs> but you know, along that same vein, guys, we have got to stop doing this thing over and over. I, I've said this for a number of years. Usually every January, February or March, I talk to the same people that I've talked to every January, February or March. For years and years and years because they call and hey, I'm about a house this year. And okay, fine, let's do it. Let's go and let's start doing this. And will you do what I told you last year? No, I didn't. Okay, well, look, this is what we got to do. And let's go get to work. And then you lose contact with them somewhere around May or June mm-hmm. or July. But they off on vacation doing whatever else. And then you don't catch them again. Next year, they call you back and they want to try to do it all over again. And it's the same cycle. So LaShawn, I, I posed this question to you earlier. And, and for our listeners, again, guys, this is where you need to have some understanding because you guys need to understand what it is that you should not be doing. Mm-hmm. So stop doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, no, because we keep telling you what you should be doing, but y'all keep going doing other stuff. So we need to tell you what you should not be doing so that mm-hmm. you can make home ownership your reality versus the dream. The dream, the dream, I'm not saying it needs to die. I'm going to tell you it needs to be fulfilled. It needs to be fulfilled. So, LaShawn, give me them don'ts. Okay, so the first one, just because I see this oh so, oh so many times currently, please, if, if, if you can, don't buy the car before you buy the house. Don't do that. Just don't. <laughs> because a car payment, we know nowadays can range three to $600, depends on what type of car you get. You was talking about the rise of these prices of these houses. So a three to $600 payment will kill your debt to income ratio, depending on how much money you make. So if you can buy the house first, buy the house first. Don't put the car. So I'm going to share a quick story with you along that line. Two, really. So one, I'm going to back into the, the one that's most relevant, probably. But I had a situation. I had a guy in my office one time that wanted to buy a house. And he had moved here. A lot of people buy campers and all that kind of stuff. You see a lot of people that move from company to company. They become mm-hmm. more transient. They buy a camper or what have you. And the guy was in my office. And at some point in time, we had ran, had credit pulled or what have you. And there was a $1,000 and change truck payment. And I'm like, what are you driving? I immediately got up and went to look out the window because I'm trying to figure <laughs> out what you're driving. They had a thousand dollar a month payment. And granted, we're talking maybe three, two, three or so, about maybe three years, two, three years ago, probably three years ago with this conversation. But you're driving a F three fifty, but it was a new one with a thousand dollar change a month payment on it. So back up, and I'm gonna give you the situation of what you're talking about. I remember some years ago, I had a couple in my office, is a someone that I talked to and counseled and kind of coached about home ownership. Well, they disappeared on me for a, a while. They come back to me because they're already in a the contract having a new house built. 
And I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? You didn't use me. You need to be yeah. talking to whoever you use. <laughs> well, the house was was ready and they had just gotten denied on financing. Mm. And I'm like, well, help me out. What happened? Well, her car quit. Had car issues, what have you. Car quit. She went out and bought a new car. Instead of getting it fixed, did a catch and a ride for a couple of weeks. House was like maybe a week or two away from, from closing. She went out and bought a brand new house. By the time she met with me, that she was probably about two weeks past. The builder was threatening to kick her out of the contract, all this stuff. I'm like, well, nobody told you this. You didn't use me because you would have gotten that from me. So nobody <laughs> told you this? No. Okay. So I'm like, well, how much is the car payment? The car payment was probably about, about six, $700. I'm like, what did you buy? Because <laughs> I'm trying to figure, what did you buy? So mm-hmm. anyway, fast forward, I'm like, well, can you take the car back? No. Can the car get missing? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so what you going to do? Long story short, I'm like, look, and before I know this, see, my filter got stuck. I said, well, look, you got to sleep in that car. Our listeners, guys, I say this jokingly, but really, really, really seriously. LaShawn yeah. is on the market money with this one. So don't buy that new car. LaShawn, what's the next one that you see and mm-hmm. people should have and don't do? Get don't. your ride. Get your ride to work. Don't. Just don't. don't. Your I mean, I know a lot of people. Work. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Go ahead. Thank sorry. you. The second one is, I mean, I know with COVID, a lot of people have discovered a lot of talent, but don't just jump and become self-employed. Please oh. don't. Please, please don't, don't, don't do no that. Place. Don't sell no place <laughs> I mean, if you have a W-2 job, I mean, do it after you buy the house, but don't become self-employed before you buy the house. Oh, it's not going to work. Sell no, bundles. <laughs> no, no, please, please don't do that. Don't do that. I'm sorry. No. Go ahead. What's the next one? Don't become self-employed. Don't, don't become self-employed. <laughs> no, no. Definitely don't put cash in your bank account. Cash is a, you know, you have to be able to trace any type of assets being used for a loan. Cash, we can't trace it. We can't source it. We can't truly determine it. Now, there's some wiggle room around there. We could do something where the money is seasoned if it's in your account for a couple of months before you apply. You can't put it in the same time you're applying. But try to avoid any type of cash in your account would be my net. Don't. Don't put don't put no strange don't put no strange money in your account. <laughs> <laughs> strange money. That's hilarious. That's good stuff right there. What else you got? What else you got? I, um, you got I would say don't, money. you know, don't miss payments on things. Don't let things go overdue. Continue to make all payments on time. Whether you are, you know, with your student loans, you know, student loans is always a big thing. A lot of people's student loans have been in deferment or forbearance forever <laughs> since COVID mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. But once those payment comes due, please make the payments. Don't don't let them lapse or anything like that. Okay. Um, you see a lot for, of issues with co-signing. Oh, yes. Yes. I, I truly had a situation that a customer told me that I guess people don't understand the ramifications of co-signing. They think mm-hmm. that if they co-sign because they're not the primary borrower on the loan, that it shouldn't affect them when they want to buy. And that's mm-hmm. not true. When you co-sign, you're telling that person that you're going to be their backup in the event that a person doesn't pay. So you're equally responsible for that debt. And that debt does count towards, towards that individual as well, unless you can prove that that other person is paying it. And that's a hard thing to prove sometimes because I've seen it in the past as well. 
where let's say a mom and a kid or something is paying for something. Oh, I bought this a cosign for a car for my kid. My kid is going to give me the money every month to pay it, which is fine. However, we have to be able to document that transaction. So if the kid is giving the mom the money because it's paying for that person's car, we have to be able to follow that money. You have to make sure that the money is coming out of the account, that we can see the trail of it and not just keeping the cash for yourself or something like that. And, in that, and it needs to be a separate account that that person's name is not on. I, I've seen that, mm-hmm. unfortunately, as well, where they give me the money and I pay it. Now nah, that doesn't work or no, they pay it out it of their account, but I'm a joint person yep. on their account. That that doesn't rectify the situation as that actually no. makes it worse because it makes it look like you're paying the payment. They look like, makes it look like you're paying it. And the whole point is you got to yeah. prove that you're not paying it and it's coming out of your account. But you're absolutely right. Exactly. So do you got another one? Because you gave me five. I asked for five. You gave me five. So you told told people, don't buy the car. You told them people, don't miss no payments. You told them people, hold on, there was, don't co-sign for nobody. No, don't become Uh, (laughs) self-employed. Don't sell no plates. (laughs) I'm sorry. Good. That's good stuff. Don't sell no plates. Everybody sell the plate out of the car right now, out the back of the truck. But you gave some good points right there. So for our listeners, guys, we have fun with this stuff, but we're having fun and we know this stuff. Unfortunately, somebody else's experience. Not not saying we're laughing mm-hmm. at anybody, but we know these things because we've had an experience. We've had that deal fall apart because somebody co-signed the vehicle, didn't tell nobody, went out and bought a car, didn't tell anybody. You know, I used to have a um my car guy. My car guy, hopefully he'll be in the real estate side real soon. But he used to laugh and joke with me and say, look, he always would tell people to come in that's in the process of buying. Don't the people he like to see. He like to see the people that are buying <laughs> a house come in to buy, you know, to buy a car because he know their credit is going to be good if they're in the process of buying a house. And he said, well, hey, don't you want to pull up? Don't, don't you want to put a brand new car in your garage, right? And I told him, I said, look, and I, and I meant this when I said it to him. I said, look, man, I said, if you ever do one of my people like that, and we can't close in their house. I said, I'm going to come over here and I'm going to beat you down. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you, be- you better ask them who their realtor is. Because if it's me, you better let them go and tell them they can come back and get the car after closing. Okay. Yeah. So that is priceless. Good stuff. So, LaShawn, look, thank you so much, first and foremost, for being a part of the Exit Strategies Radio Show family. I really appreciate you. We always have a great oh, time. On air. If you don't mind, tell our listeners one more time where they can get you at. Yeah, always can be reached by phone, text 843-303-8652. My office is located in downtown Somerville, and I can and I service the entire South Carolina. I'm here and available. Awesome. So for our listeners, guys, you need exponential money. You need to give LaShawn Abraham a call. Exponential. She ain't super money no more. She's beyond super. He's <laughs> exponential. That's what we do around here. I like here. that. So, look, as I always tell you guys, and guys, you're here as we close. We love you, and we appreciate you for tuning in. Thank you so much for for joining us today. Look for this. If you missed today's airing on air, then listen for the podcast and check it out as well, guys. Great information. We had a great time. LaShawn, again, thank you so much. We appreciate you, and we love you all. And y'all make today a fabulous one, and we'll talk to you soon. Guys, that was a great show today, and we thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Exit Strategies Radio Show. My name is Corwin J. Millette. Yes, that is me. 
And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in for today's episode. Exit Strategies is my baby. It is how I give back to our community. It is how I foster goodwill, spread good news, and trustfully help you get great results. Guys, as I always say to you, as I always say to you, I love you. I love you. I love you. And we're going to see you guys out there in the street.